choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Vernon Davis, tight end, University of Maryland. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show, post-draft edition. This week's show promises to be unlike anything we've had so far on the podcast and I'm really excited to be bringing it to you today, this Monday, post-draft weekend. This week's show is unsponsored. If you're interested in sponsoring the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show and appealing to a very targeted audience, please contact me at podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. This week's show also has no specific questions which I'll be answering. I've received quite a few about the 49ers draft in general, and so I'm just going to be talking a whole lot about the 49ers draft. So rather than answer specific questions, that's how I am going to go about it. A reminder, though, that you can send your questions to podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Or you can also call the show at 1-415-354-1083, press 1, then dial 1-747-628-7149 and the number sign to be connected to 49ers Paradise. A reminder that there are tons of local calling numbers available on the podcast page so that you can make the call for free and be connected directly to the site and share your thoughts. I really hope a lot of you call in and share your thoughts on this week's draft. 49ers Paradise, of course, is offering a whole lot of post-draft information that you'll want to make use of. In particular, you'll want to check out the 49ers Paradise 2006 draft field. That's available either through the sideline section in the navigation page or through the off-season tab on the main page, or for a limited time, it's also available on the main page towards the top right in my little blurb thanking you all for such a successful weekend. You'll also want to make use of the day one day and day two reports, post-draft reports. They're excellent reads breaking down the 49ers draft, exclusive to 49ers Paradise. They're available also in the top right of the main page in the news archive of the Hot Off the Press as well as in the administrative section of the forum. You can also make use of the Afterthoughts article posted on the draft in the same places. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you can finally get your 2006 draft hats directly from the 49ers Paradise Store. These hats look wicked awesome. They are certainly something you'll want to get a hold of, and 49ers Paradise has a great deal on them. Be sure to check it out. So those are the key draft wrap-up reads you'll want to make use of. Of course, if you have not checked out the multimedia tab on 49ers Paradise yet, this is the time to do it because it is loaded with radio and video, interviews, press conferences, highlight videos that you will not want to miss of the 49ers drafted players. These are great, great downloads, should be pretty quick on most modems, and certainly these are things that you will not want to miss because you get to see the 49ers players, their reactions. It's just absolutely awesome. Check out the multimedia tab on the main page of 49ers Paradise. Also in the off-season tab, if you haven't noticed already, there's a section titled Free Agency where you can scroll down. I'll be keeping a list of all of the undrafted free agents who are signing with the 49ers. Already there have been three defensive end Bobby Payne, wide receiver Chris Baker, and punter Tom Malone. That list will certainly grow probably to 10 to 15 individuals, and uh, I'll certainly be posting each and every one of those signings in that section. So a lot for you to do in the coming week heading into minicamp, which begins this Thursday. Yes, this Thursday, we finally get to see these great talents that we just drafted, or hopefully great talents, take the field with the rest of the team. It's sure to be an exciting week and weekend, and uh, I know I am greatly looking forward to all of that. So, now what we've all been waiting for, the draft breakdown. If you haven't been aware, there's a whole lot going on in the draft day, a whole lot of interviews, a whole lot of shows. I'll be splicing in some interviews from Brent Jones, Steve Young, Norv Turner, Mike Nolan, the 49ers tight end coach. We'll be doing a whole lot of that stuff and their takes on the 49ers draft picks. Of course, there'll be a little bit of words from Vernon Davis and Manny Lawson, the 49ers top two picks. 
And of course, the legendary Ronnie Lott will be part of this week's show also. So certainly, this week's show is going to be unlike anything we've done before. Certainly it's going to take a bit more on the preparation side for me, but hopefully it'll all be worth it in the end. So my quick take on the picks. What we have in Vernon Davis is a athletic freak, and I say that with a whole lot of confidence. This guy, six foot four, about 263 pounds, and runs a sub 4.440. We are talking about a guy who will come into the 49ers and possibly be the fastest guy on the field and the best receiver without ever playing an NFL game. He gives Alex Smith the safety blanket that he needs ever so badly to have a chance in succeeding in the NFL, and it's very, very clear that Mike Nolan's objective in this year's draft was to make sure that Alex Smith can be a success in this 49er offense. Vernon Davis is one heck of a player to do that with. He fell to the 49ers at number 6. He sobbed when he was picked because of how much it meant to him. This is a guy who will be a huge asset to the 49ers on the field if he realizes all of his potential. Of course, with every draft pick, there is risk. Nobody knows for sure if these guys can make it in the NFL. But with Vernon Davis, there's certainly a whole, whole lot of upside that the 49ers will be looking to make use of. Expect to see him lined up as a tight end in single tight end sets, double tight end sets. Expect to see him line up as a receiver. And don't be surprised if you also see him playing out of the backfield in a fullback hybrid type role like the 49ers drafted a couple other picks for. Vernon Davis is going to be what the 49ers need to get Alex Smith on track. He catches the ball short, catches the ball long, has the speed to break it. This is a guy who a lot of 49er fans were very excited about leaning into the draft, and with very good reason. Falling to the 49ers at number 6 was exactly what this team wanted, although they were also looking at A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk went to the Packers, and the 49ers didn't even waste a second to pick Vernon Davis. The reason is, one, they're prepared. They were very, very prepared for this year's draft. That was extremely evident as the team knew what they were doing, who they were picking at every pick, wasted very little time in doing so. You don't often see that. Mike Nolan has this team going in the right direction, and Scott, he's got this team scouted like I've never, well, not never seen before, but certainly haven't seen before in the past six years or so, since Walsh left this organization, there's no doubt that Scott has done the best job running the scouting department since Bill Walsh. Of course, what would life be like if we didn't hear from a 49ers legendary tight end on Vernon Davis? And so here's Brent Jones on the 49ers' Vernon Davis. I was going to start crying if he didn't take Vernon. <laughs> so, no, I, I think it's absolutely the pick. Of course, uh, been up early and, and, and followed everything from the from the Mario Williams deal last night and, and actually was holding out a little hope that uh, either the Raiders or Niners or maybe traded up for Reggie Bush. But Vernon's the guy. It's great to see the emotion. Um, I'm sure a, a dream realized, much like Rod said. And, and there's a guy, you know, just looking at him on TV right now, there's a guy that has some passion. And uh, his talent speaks for himself. Uh, watched him a lot. Obviously, 51 catches in college your senior year and, and all those yards. Um, and able to run like he can run. Uh, tells me he can do it right now in the NFL. He can do it from tight end. He can, you can put him out wide. Uh, I was on this week with Ralph saying, Four three eight. You don't have to play him at tight end because he's faster than every DB out there and twice as big. So thank you to KNBR for that and all other clips that I'll be playing in this podcast show. They really did an outstanding job on draft day, and uh, these clips are just a fraction of an idea as to how good a job they actually did. Now, Vernon Davis chimed in himself, and here's his reaction to joining the 49ers. I just thank God, man. I just, I'm just i so happy to be where I want to be, man. I've I just been praying all my life I want to be a 49er, man, and just come play ball for the, especially being coached by Noel Turner. 
And that, that, that's going to be great, man. You uh, got the phone call in New York there. The cameras picked it up, and you started uh, weeping. A at that time, uh, it was so emotional for you. Describe that moment when you got that phone call for us. Um, I just felt like I was on top of the world, man. Just, I just felt so great, man. Just like something just went through my body. and just It's, it was the, it's the best feeling ever. Now, you're telling us that you always wanted to be a 49er. Why is yeah. that? Because I just... It's something about, I like the offense. I like the offense. And I just like I just like the team, you know. It's a, it's a good organization, and it's just a great place to be. The 49ers coaching staff was pretty happy with themselves after this pick. North Turner, in particular, was a guy that uh, really thought that the 49ers had improved their offense and spoke a little bit about how Vernon Davis will be utilized and what the 49ers have done so far to improve their offense. So here are some of his comments. Uh, well, good morning, and, and thank you, and uh, there's no question, uh, this exciting for us. Uh, you know, Vernon was in last week. Uh, he, he's just he's just a pleasure to be around, and he's uh, you saw the reaction he had. Uh, it's, that's genuine, and, uh, you know, the offensive guys, uh, you know, I, we all want what's best for the team, but when uh, when Green Bay took Hawk and we uh, <laughs> we knew we were getting him, there was some excitement in that room. I thought I heard a whoop hug coming from There was some moves. That was you, yeah. And it was me. You know, and, and, and Davis is, is, a, is a nice young man to talk to, and he's a very confident guy, too, and, and I'm sure that uh, was a part of your decision-making. But he also mentioned right off the bat that he was familiar with you and, and what you were doing as the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Just talk about the, the long relationship, it seems, that you and Vernon Davis had. Well, it was, uh, I didn't know we had one, but he grew up in D.C., and we, we shared a lot, a lot of the stories uh, when we got a chance to talk back at the Combine. And, you know, it's, it's really funny. Uh, Ralph Friedgen is a head coach at, at Maryland, and they run a, a system very, very similar to ours in terms of the terminology. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, four or five teams in our league run, use the same terminology. Uh, Ralph coached at San Diego, coached at Detroit Lions on that soon. So it's going to help. It will really help Vernon in terms of making that transition. Coach Turner, is uh, no disrespect to anybody who is on this team, but is Vernon Davis already your fastest player and your best receiver right now? Uh, you know... I've been, uh, we've had some, some, uh, you know, just get started workouts, informal workouts, and I've been impressed uh, with the crew that we have, and, and uh, they're young guys, so people don't know them. Uh, Vernon certainly uh, gives us speed. Uh, he gives us a guy that can make big plays. He, he really is a very good blocker uh, when, you, when you talk about the, the things they did with him. Uh, but you look at what's happened here offensively, I think, uh, you know, the, the Alex having played at the end of the year, played as much as he did. Uh, I'm excited. I've been watching Alex and working with him over the last month, I'm excited about the way he throws the football. Uh, he's outstanding. Uh, you, you look at uh, adding Antonio Bryant. You look at adding Larry Allen. Now you add Vernon Davis. I'm, I'm really excited about the people we have off. Mike Nolan was also pretty pleased with this signing, and uh, he, he goes into some interesting points in his take, so I'll play those for you now as well. He, by our standards, the way we look at it, he's not only the best tight end in the draft, but the best wide receiver in the draft as well, the best receiver. Um, you look at the way the tight ends are used, whether it's Gonzalez, Gates, Heap, you know, there's, there's a number of them. Um, they, have, uh, they have a lot of ability to stretch the field and do a lot of things for a quarterback and an offense. And that's, so to us, there was that unique ability for him to, to actually, I don't want to say kill two birds, one stone, but, but I already said it, so... I'll go with it. It's beautiful. Mike Nolan, the head coach of the 49ers, joining us live in the war room. John? You needed somebody as an offense who the defense had to worry about, who the defense is afraid of. Is Vernon Davis that kind of a player that the defense automatically now, even as a rookie, says, we got to worry about where he is every time? I think so. Yeah, as a defensive coordinator, I, I certainly think so. There's... Uh there's no doubt in my mind if, uh, well, I can even go back to the first uh, Cleveland when they drafted the tight end uh, Winslow. We opened up with him at Baltimore, and the, really that was the guy I had the whole game plan addressed around was him and, and uh, because that was their main weapon. And I believe this will be, this, I, don't, I will say this, I, I'm excited about our running game. They'll have to stop that. They'll have to stop tight end, but I think Antonio Gates, we get uh, Arnez Battle back on the field, I and mean, we've got some guys um, that, that now I'd like to think strengthen us, you know, and that'll help, obviously, as we all know, the big thing is how, how, in what way can you help Alex? You know, you don't want to stand there alone and not have any weapons to go to. So this will this will help our offense and our team. 49ers tight end coach, and I apologize if I mispronounce his last name, Pete Honer, um, also chimed in. He he had a lot a lot to do with uh, scouting and 
working with Vernon Davis and making sure he is everything that his numbers say he is. So here's a take on what uh, Pete thinks of Vernon Davis. Well, I've talked to him a couple times, the interviews we had at the Combine, and then when we brought him in last week. And last week I got to sit down with him and we got an opportunity to watch some tape um, of, of the 49ers and uh, the system that Norv was putting in, um, which, like I said, he is very familiar with. And through our conversation, you know, you learn a lot about a young man as far as what does he really understand about the game of football. And, um, you know, he was sitting there talking like he was very well schooled as a, as a collegiate, had, must have had a real good coach, uh, understood the routes, what we named him, the movements, all the things that go in with playing a tight end in the NFL. So um, I'm real excited about his, his potential. How does a healthy Eric Johnson fit into the picture now at tight end with you guys, with Davis? Well, I think that gives us a lot, of, a lot of combinations we can use as, as far as offensive sets. Mm-hmm. You can keep them in the game at the same time because really Johnson's more of a receiver than a a prototype of a tight end anyway right right but uh, but again it's just a matter and this is the great thing about North system is that it's flexible to to using that type of uh, uh, individuals you know let them do what they can do and the best they can do it and and fit them into the offense is it fair to say Pete that in the last two or three months with addition of today and other free agent signings that you've become a much better offense than you were last year Well, you know, that's yet to be seen, but we certainly have a chance to be. Now, Ronnie Lott, a former 49er great, some of you might remember, uh, was a little bit more skeptical as to whether or not Vernon Davis will cut it in the NFL. He seemed to be uh, more cautiously optimistic, and uh, here are Ronnie's thoughts. I met Ronaldo Nehemiah. He was the fastest guy on our team. And still, he could not stretch the field. So, But he wasn't a football player. Well, okay. So now all of a sudden, somebody runs fast on the combine, and now you tell me that he's got football speed. Jerry Rice didn't run fast, on, 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 but he could stretch the field. So don't get so lost. We, we get so caught up, and I keep hearing guys get... Brent Jones... Did not Brent Jones did not have near the speed, but still had a way of working the field and stretching the defense, stretching the safeties, understanding how to be able to create space. So you're not sure about Vernon Davis then? So I guess for me, what I'm I guess for me when I see a guy like this, what I'm hoping is that he's a great football player. And yes, I've heard all the things about the combine. What I haven't heard about is the greatness of him playing. I've heard about how he's produced at the combine. So that's the things that, that I've been hearing. Nobody said that, man, wow, I've seen this guy on the football field, and he's just unbelievable. I haven't heard that yet. Steve Young also shared his thoughts on uh, Vernon Davis, and Young was uh, certainly a lot uh, more optimistic than Ronnie Lott was, and uh, he also gave a little bit of insight as to why a valuable tight end could be better than having a a valuable receiver. So I'll play that for you right now. And so Vernon, I mean, sounds to me like a guy that they have to project a little bit because the production at Maryland was not, uh, it wasn't like he was All-American three years in a row. You know, I mean, there's some, one of the big knocks was that he didn't dominate like he physically should dominate. He didn't dominate all the time. But uh, clearly had a big season last year. So, uh, you know, I've always said I'd much rather have an all-pro tight end than an all-pro receiver. That's no knock on a receiver, but the need inside the hash is to get open on third and six. If you've got a guy that can get open, linebackers can't cover. They they can take space, but they can't cover. Safeties can't cover. They can take space, but they can't run with a guy who can really run. So Brent Jones, you know, Nate J. Novacek, Tony Gonzalez, guys that can get open... There's a lot. There's there's opportunity always inside in, inside the hashes if somebody knows what they're doing. If somebody has the ability, and uh, so having somebody with some ability, it's like a warm blanket for a quarterback. I and mean, it's like just, and that's no knock on any receiver that's out there, but it's just it's a much more difficult uh, difficult and different dynamic for a guy that's out wide. So that was the initial impressions on the 49ers' first overall pick. And uh, Vernon Davis is certainly going to be a welcome addition to this club, and if he can realize his potential, or half of the potential that most 49er fans think he has, he will certainly make the 49ers offense a whole lot better immediately, and certainly down the road too. So what we have now is that the 49ers had addressed, hopefully, their offensive position with Davis. They've gotten 
a receiver through free agency in Antonio Bryant, who's going to make a difference, hopefully. And uh, the team also hoped to solidify the running game and uh, the offensive line with Larry Allen. Um, we're probably going to see Gore in the running game as a starting back as opposed to Barlow, which should be an interesting predicament. And so the team went out and they nabbed a few other offensive weapons, but before they did that, they selected linebacker and defensive end Manny Lawson. With the uh, 22nd choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Manny Lawson, defensive end, North Carolina State. There's a whole lot to like about Manny Lawson, and he's a guy that, like Vernon Davis, a lot of 49er fans were excited about uh, when they heard that the 49ers traded up to the 22nd pick. So what Lawson brings to the field is certainly good size, speed, and athletic ability. At six foot five, 240, 4.4340, he's a type of athlete that fits the 49ers' objective of this draft, which was clearly to go after athletic players. Lawson can get across the field in a hurry, and his size is a tremendous advantage in terms of using his wingspan to get by defense or by offensive linemen if he's rushing the quarterback. To, he uses it to his advantage in getting after the football while it's in the air. He also uses it to his advantage in moving laterally and tackling a player. The one area where his height can be a disadvantage is in getting leverage, and he'll have to work on that at the NFL level, but he will start for the 49ers right off the bat. I have full confidence in that. Lawson is a really strong pass-rushing defensive end that's being converted to linebacker for the 49ers. They'll hope to utilize his strength as a pass rusher, combined with his ability of speed and tackling ability to take on running backs and tight ends as they're coming off the line. So what the 49ers hope they have in Lawson is a real replacement to Julian Peterson, and he'll start providing everything goes the way it should in either a 3-4 or a 4-3 system, whatever the 49ers play, and uh, there's no doubt that he'll be able to contribute in that area. Now his size might also be an asset in terms of blocking kicks and punts in particular if the 49ers choose to play him in that type of special teams role. Lawson is a really, really fast guy for a man his size. And uh, what the 49ers thought was pretty incredible is that despite his size, a lot of players have speed in his size, but they don't have the agility. And Lawson brings the agility as well, and they've seen that in his numbers as well as on tape. So that's really, really encouraging. One of the things you have to love about Lawson is just how excited he is to be a 49er. He grew up a 49er fan, and he grew up idolizing Steve Young. So when the KNBR called him and had Steve Young on the line to interview him, he absolutely flipped and couldn't believe what was happening. His reaction is priceless, and I'll play that for you right now. Manny, welcome to the 49ers. I, uh, they, they need oh, you. Oh, no. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they need you. You know, with Julian Peterson taking a, 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 a northern trip to Seattle, uh, we need great football players. And I will, Manny, this is what I'll say. What I'm hearing before you were picked, and not from the 49ers, from people that were more, you know, objective observers, both, everyone said that you were, and this is a compliment for people who don't understand, when someone says the guy is a football player, that means that they don't, they don't necessarily tape them in the, uh, the vertical jump, they don't necessarily give the 40, how much weight you lift, those are all nice things, but can you, can you play football, and Manny, everybody said this guy is a football player, and so, well, a great comment, it might seem simple to you, but a great compliment to you as uh, the kind of player you are. In fact, it was Tom Jackson, my court at ESPN, said, every time I was watching film on Mario Williams, all I saw was Manny Lawson. He's like, oh, my kid, I don't care about Manny Williams. I want Manny Lawson. So you really uh, definitely made an impact. How do you feel? Um, I'm excited. Work can explain the way I feel right now. I don't know what to think. I'm excited. Lightheaded. <laughs> it's like a first date almost. That's how, that's how Steve felt when he signed his USFL contract. Some of the simple questions. Have you ever been to, the, to California in your life? Have you ever been to San Francisco? 
never, ever been to California. Oh, well, now that's About a treat, time. first of all. You'll really enjoy that, and you're coming out, I'm sure, tomorrow. And, you, uh, and uh, you know, I still live here in the Bay Area. We're all 49er fans. You know the history of the 49ers. When you were growing up, uh, I'm assuming you're an uh, East Coast guy. Where did you grow up? Uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina. Okay, so North Carolina. When you were growing up, what was, I mean, you don't have to say the 49ers, that's not fair. What were your, what were your, who were your heroes, teams that you really followed when you were growing up? Well, uh, the 49ers were one, especially at a really young age. And, I mean, Steve Young was my first <laughs> No, not the Manny, come on. My everything. That's <laughs> great. I'll just put him on the phone. Let me ask you this, Manny. When we, when we first came to, the, to Charlotte, or I think we played at Clemson in 1993 to play, uh, play the Carolina Panthers. You're going to tell me that you went to the stadium and you wore your Steve Young jersey? Come on. <laughs> the throwback. Come on, Manny. If I couldn't, if I had one, I would <laughs> Well, I'll leave it to the professional. No, no, no. Just to, get, just to reset everybody, if you're just tuning in, uh, Manny Lawson's on the phone, picked by the 49ers, 22nd overall. Steve Young is in the room, Hall of Fame quarterback, welcoming him to the Niner family. So, Steve, a couple more thoughts yeah, on Manny. Yeah, Manny, tell us, tell us in your words, what are, your, what are you best at? What are the things that you do on the field that you think that you're best at? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I make plays. I'm a ball player. So Steve Young and Ronnie Lott also talked a little bit about uh, 49ers' latest edition, or one of their latest editions, Manny Lawson. And uh, here's uh, what they had to say about Manny Lawson. Hey, I can tell you this right now, Steve. As we all know, I'm sitting here going, it's about time, man. They got somebody that can rush the passer. I love it. <laughs> What do you know about him? Do you know much about Manny? I, I just learned a lot today, but uh, have you heard much about him? I think it, I think what you like is you just like his size. And at, at, at the end of the day, when you talk about playing, especially on playing that position in football and being able to go up and down, and one of the things that's really nice is that this guy has the ability to possibly play a little of that linebacker, you know, the hybrid spot. So all of a sudden you can put him down, put his hand down, he can rush the passer. If you need him, he can go outside, he can go and drop. And so for me, when you find you have guys, especially at that tweener or that spot where uh, you have a defensive end that can do a lot of different things, it's like a, a, a forward in basketball. You want a forward that can rebound, you want a forward that can post up, you want a forward that can do a lot of different things. And that's what you're finding at the defensive end spot in football today. The final clip I have for today is Mike Nolan talking about the 49ers edition of Manny Lawson. Here it is. As far as fitting in uh, scheme-wise, which is the simplest question, whether you're 3-4 4-3 makes no difference to me. I mean, I've, I've had enough experience in both, and it's easy. As a matter of fact, uh, we go in and out of it through game plans each week, so it's not a big issue for us. And the teams, I think, like a New England who does it very much like we do, uh, it, it gives you an ability to uh, you know, play your best players all the time. So he'll fit in very well in that respect. But uh, most importantly, the fact that he was uh, the best player you know, up there for us is what I'm most excited about. And he reminds me a lot of Vernon Davis from the standpoint of he, all the measurable things are very clean. The height, weight, speed, athleticism, all that is, is what you're looking for. Next, now this is all you know, after the first thing you say is can he play or not. So he can already play, which both players can, but he's got all the measurables. But he's also a very good character person. Um, very respectful, but uh, respects the game. And, uh, and, and the thing that I like about him most is I think he's got some leadership ability, and I think that he's a football guy, meaning it's very important to him. He's passionate about it. And one of the things that stood out to us is in the workout uh, and in the tape. I didn't go to the workout he had, but our scouts and all were there, and, and uh, Scott McClune was there. But when they came back, they said, impressive workout. I put the tape on, and it always impresses me who leads all the drills. And, uh, and he was leading all the drills. Now, remember, Mario Williams is on that team and went first, and they have another defensive tackle that's going to go here for the days up. Uh, and he was in line first. And when I asked Scott about it, you know, I said some of the guys said, you know, it kind of impressed me that he was leading the drills because I always watch for, you know, who's in charge at a workout. And uh, because that is important, because that's the guy on the field that they all look to as well. Uh, he said, you know, he not only was good in that, what you saw, because you saw it, he said, but there was no question by the other guys who was supposed to be in front of the line. He said, as guys mosey to do the drill, he said, nobody moseyed up in front of Manny. They all kind of said, well, Manny, when do we get to go? You know, and, and he was standing there ready to go. So uh, that's very meaningful because when you get on a football field and you need it, that's what you're looking for. So you noticed those intangibles in Manny Lawson, and obviously you noticed that he could play. So did other coaches as well. Were you sweating it that Lawson wouldn't be there when you picked a 22? No, because uh, we have a plan in place, and, uh, and we stick to it. Um, you know, it's not, I'll, I'll tell you, it's very different 
the war room, as they call it, for a draft is very different than a game day. If you look mm -hmm. at a press box uh, and you watch the game go on, there's so many calls you have to make. Right. And the anticipation of what's going to happen, right, wrong, uh, you know, is it pass, is it run, or what are you going to call that? It, it's so much different than a war room, as they call it in there. Now, some war rooms, if they look like a press box during a the game, they're not doing any work. Right. Because <laughs> and if you've got months to get ready for this one right. thing, then they put you on a clock for 15 minutes. I mean, it would be great to make a call in a game where they say, hey, you got to get a good defense. I'm going to give you 15 <laughs> minutes to come up with a call. By the way, we <laughs> thank you for making that pick very quickly. Yeah. We really thank you for doing we, we that. We did it with our first one, too. Yeah. We, we, just went, we said, we're going to go five minutes on both of them. Do it. And you know what? It's great. It sounds, in some respects, when we were doing that, I was just, uh, in my own mind, I was saying, you know what, let's let everybody know that, that we're not, You're on the ball. We're, we're ready to go. Thing. We yeah. know what we want, and, and that's why we did it the way we did. Now, we gave five minutes in particular because we said, like, somebody might call with something that's worth listening to. Uh, and there was, with the first and the second one, there was people that did call. Mm -hmm. But they called right away, which they should do. And then when it quiets down after about two or three minutes, boom, you're ready to go. Because if they don't call right away, it's, you know, they're not serious about it. So there you have it, folks. Thank you, KNBR, for providing the clips for this week's show. Um, it sounds certainly like the 49ers, their coaches, their players, the fans, the media, everybody is really, really excited about the top two picks, and I think there's good reason for that. Um, both Davis and Lawson are character guys. They're witty. They're um, really, really good guys who they've brought into the team, not just athletically, but off the field, too. And uh, I think in Davis, the 49ers finally have that weapon for Alex Smith, which they've been missing like crazy. And I think in Lawson, the team may have an answer for the loss of Julian Peterson, maybe even the loss of Andre Carter, too. So those two additions were a great way to start off draft day. But the 49ers were hardly done with uh, so many picks remaining. They, they went to the third round, where they picked up Brandon Williams, a wide receiver, um, he was the 84th overall selection for the 49ers. He's uh, a little short, just a hair under 5'10", 180, and uh, a f pretty fast guy at 4.5240. Now, Williams is an interesting pick for the 49ers because Mike Nolan all along was saying, we want starters, we need starters, we want starters, and the 49ers are pretty set that Arnez Battle and Antonio Bryant will start at receiver for them. So the drafting of Williams, a wide receiver, seems a little bit peculiar, especially because the 49ers are not at a loss for wide receivers. They have a guy on their roster who they brought in as a free agent, Brian Gilmore, who they hope can be a really solid number three guy. They have Derek Hamilton, who has a lot of promise and uh, who won the number three spot last offseason. They have other guys who are projects like P.J. Fleck and Marcus Maxwell. And, um, and these are guys, Rashid Marshall, these are guys who, the, you know, the 49ers were in the process of developing. But what they got in Williams is a kick and punt returner. And that's a very important position. And he will or is slotted in to start at that position. And so Williams can be considered a starter in that light. He has a lot of experience returning punts and kicks, and that's what the 49ers were looking for, because last year they did muff a couple. They never really had any consistency back there, and um, Nolan said that he really found it frustrating not having a, a true returner. So in bringing in Williams, they have hopefully addressed that issue. Now, this is something I thought the team would do. I thought they would go out, and I thought they would select a returner. Um, I did think the pick would come a little bit later in the draft, but it seems like in selecting Williams, the 49ers are hoping they can get a really productive guy for the third receiver slot, fourth receiver slot, slot and uh, he can stretch the field, he's quick, um, consistent hands, and he's aggressive for a guy his size. He really will go up after that ball, and he knows how to make plays. So getting a guy like that who can come in at receiver but who is going to start on special teams is certainly not something that this team should overlook. And yes, there were other players. There were safeties. Or there were defensive backs that the team could have taken there, which possibly would have addressed bigger holes. And that that's a recurrent theme throughout this draft. There were other players out there that the 49ers could have selected um, who seemed like they might have filled a better hole for the team. But they went after Williams, and, you know, he he could turn out to be a real player for them. It's just a question of whether or not um, a kick and punch returner can be a difference maker. But I'll tell you this, if he is able to simply not muff punts and average, you know, 10 to 15 yards of uh, kick, punt, return, or whatever, 
whatever it is, and not muff those punts, make good decisions, not get pinned inside the 10-yard line, he is going to prove his worth and he's going to do it rather quickly. Now, the 49ers have been working to sign a safety, and that might have impacted their free agent moves, or rather their draft moves, a little bit. In signing a safety, they um, are expected to do that this week, and the man they're looking at is somebody that Mike Knoll knows very well, Chad Williams, the safety of the Ravens. And that might be another reason why the team shied away from defensive back. The team does have quite a bit of players there who are also developing. Mike Rumpf, Shante Spencer are slotted into start, but, you know, Walt Harris is there as a dime guy or a nickel guy who has plenty of experience, a real veteran, and you have Bruce Thornton, Derek Jackson, Mike Adams, a lot of those guys in the defensive backfield who are going to be pretty capable and who are also developing. And Chad Williams is a guy who could come in and seriously improve the safety spot or at least provide the competition there. So that's why I think the 49ers shied away from defensive back, um, though I am honestly a little bit surprised that the team did place as much emphasis on a wide receiver as they did because they did draft some other players who could potentially be playing that position. In the fourth round, Michael Robinson is one of those guys. Michael Robinson is about uh, 6'1", 226, runs a 4.5540. This is a pure athlete that played a lot of quarterback in college, but also played wide receiver and running back too. So this is also an interesting pick for the 49ers, but in reading up on what the coaches and hearing what the coaches had to say about Robinson after they drafted him, it sounds like Norv Turner wants to add a new wrinkle to the 49ers offense, and that's a hybrid position. It's uh, not quite a halfback, not quite a fullback, and not quite a tight end or a wide receiver. Somewhere, um, I guess, similar to a halfback position, but with a little bit more emphasis on the receiving side. So Michael Robinson is a third down back kind of guy who's a tremendous athlete somebody they want to have the who they want to have the ball in his hands um there's a possibility they may try him at safety too but uh probably not because they do want him to have the ball in his hands robinson is a great athlete and he makes plays and so in this hybrid type position receiver out of the backfield it shows that norv turner knows exactly what he has in alex smith he has a quarterback who excels in the mid to intermediate pass ranges and Adding a new wrinkle like Michael Robinson in that type of role could be a real asset, especially considering the 49ers' only true fullback, Chris Hetherington, really is nothing to be um, overly enthused about. Now, Michael Robinson's addition could mean trouble for Terry Jackson, who holds the third down back role right now and uh, excels in special teams, and certainly Michael Robinson will be expected to play special teams as well. And um, how those two are balanced on the roster will certainly be interesting. It could also mean a guy like Maurice Hicks is in jeopardy of a roster spot if the 49ers decide to keep both Gore and Barlow and not deal uh, Barlow, which remains still a very small possibility. So the fourth-round pick, it, it, he is a guy who makes plays, and you know he can play quarterback too. It could mean that Cody Pickett as the third third quarterback is in trouble because... Cody certainly played a few different positions last year because of his athleticism, but when it came down to it, he wasn't a real playmaker on offense or defense, and um, the 49ers are really interested in picking up an additional roster spot by utilizing that third quarterback position. So this is a guy who the 49ers could seriously, seriously get some benefit out of. Now, the other thing that Robinson brings to the table is that He's a lot like the 49ers have this trend recently of drafting guys who are quarterbacks, who are athletes, who won't play quarterback for the team. And you see that in Arnez Battle. You see that in Rashid Marshall. You see that in Marcus Maxwell. These are guys who the 49ers are converting. Cody Pickett, yet another one. So he brings, I guess, a, a trend. It's clear that the 49ers like this type of player. And until they find another find who can come in there sort of like Arden's battle and be really productive at another position, I expect that the team will continue to draft at least a, one player like this in the coming years to see what they can get out of a real athlete like that. But Michael Robinson will initially be in the backfield in that hybrid halfback, tight end, wide receiver position. And um, 
like the 49ers' other picks, he is a tremendous athlete. The 49ers went back to the defensive side of the ball in the fifth round with their first pick in the fi- or their only pick in the fifth round rather. They drafted defensive end linebacker Paris Harrelson. Now, Harrelson is another witty character and uh, a really interesting guy to listen to and hear what he has to say. He is a fun guy. There's no doubt about that. And listening to him on the radio was certainly entertaining. What he brings to the field is a whole lot as an athletic tweener. Again, we're talking athlete. He's not quite a defensive end, not quite a linebacker. In the 3-4, he's probably a little bit better suited for the linebacker position than he is for the defensive end position. Um, And it's not 100% clear where the 49ers will try him. They'll probably try him at both positions and see where it goes. Um, Initially, probably more of a linebacker. And he might be the guy the 49ers have to replace Andre Carter because they certainly needed to address that situation. And in bringing in a guy like Harrelson, they have a guy who's deceptively strong. He can get after the quarterback. He's pretty, you know, he's pretty quick. Not as quick as some of the other guys out there, but he's pretty quick. And so he can get after the quarterback. He can work through blocks. He'll have to add some weight, no doubt, to be a real pass rusher. But he could be a situational pass rushing guy, sort of like Andre Carter was, um, but never really amounted to. So Paris Harrelson is a very interesting player, another prospect. And uh, the 49ers will certainly try and work him in in the defensive line rotation and maybe the linebacker rotation if he can't put out on the weight they need him to. In the uh, sixth round, their first pick in the sixth round, the team went after another wide receiver, uh, Delaney Walker, or Delaney Walker, I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it. Um, he's quick and strong. He's the type of receiver who will come off the line with power, and he's not afraid to go over the middle. This is another big guy who might fit into that hybrid-type position, and it's not 100% sure, or we're not 100% sure what the 49ers will do with him or with Robinson. The 49ers do want to find a guy to fill that role, and that's very evident. So Delaney Walker could be that guy. He's got a lot of power, a little bit of inconsistency in his hands, and that's going to be the biggest issue for him. But what he does extremely well is block well down the field, and that's something that the team is going to look for him to do in either the hybrid position or if he gets a shot in at wide receiver. The 49ers finally went to the defensive backfield in Marcus Hudson with the 23rd overall pick in the sixth round, 192nd overall pick in the draft. Hudson is going to instantly compete at both safety and corner position, probably um, try the corner position first, and um, he'll compete there. The 49ers are clearly not set on their cornerbacks, and uh, with Hudson they get a guy who can hopefully, hopefully compete for that position. The 49ers also like what Hudson brings to him. Bring to, brings to the table on special teams. He's able to block kicks, and he's uh, a good size. So the 49ers will certainly use him in that role. Um, so Hudson at six foot one, one ninety three, four point five forty is again another athlete that the 49ers are adding to the team. The team will certainly expect him to compete with Johnson, Thornton, and Harris for a role in the defensive backfield. The team traded back up into the sixth round to select defensive end Melvin Oliver. This is a pick that I think the 49ers really did a good job on. At six foot three, 279 pounds, he's a good-sized defensive end. He ran a 5.10.40, but he probably plays a little bit quicker than that. He is very quick off the snap, which is very important. Great lateral mobility. He can shed blocks, has a lot of strength. And um, he gets a really, really good first step. And so he could be the guy the 49ers are looking for to fill the role of uh, Bryant Young if and when Bryant Young does depart. We saw last year what happened when the team had to get by without Bryant Young. The defensive line just crumbled. So Oliver brings to the team the type of player that can be groomed to take over for a guy like Young, who has been absolutely a phenomenal player for this team for so many years now. Um, Oliver is really, really a guy who I thought the 49ers did a good job with the draft. I I really like his explosion and his ability to get into the backfield. I think he does a good job in run defense also. 
And so I think he was a, a good addition, especially in light of losing Travis Hall. So the 49ers have uh, really improved their defensive line. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the team's final pick in the draft was Vickiel Vaughn, a defensive back at six foot three, two hundred and eight pounds, four point six forty. He was the second last pick in the draft this year. Um, Vaughn is somebody who was extremely valuable to his team in Arkansas. He really was uh, a big part of their program, and he played safety linebacker. He's willing to do whatever it takes for um, to turn his team around and get his team winning. So he will compete, no doubt, with uh, Marcus Hudson and the rest of the 49ers defensive backfields for a starting position. No doubt the team will look to him to contribute on special teams as well. Um, and if he can improve his consistency, the 49ers might be looking to him down the line. Uh, so that's certainly something to look forward to. And uh, again, athletes were the name of the game for the 49ers this year. The, uh, there are a couple question marks about some of the players they drafted. There's no doubt about that. Some of the players they skipped over in the draft, also interesting in light of their needs. But uh, I think the Chad Williams situation at safety, and certainly if the 49ers sign him, that's going to probably erase some of the questions there. Um, but things like Oliver was arrested for assault on his mother in June 2004. That that certainly dropped his stock in the draft. And it's interesting because the 49ers have stressed character guys. So that that's a, a question mark. As is, uh, Hudson was academically ineligible for part of his junior season. And Robinson was placed on probation because he got into a fight at a campus party and needed 24 stitches to close a wound in his head. So these are... Interesting picks in light of the fact that Nolan has stressed character over and over and over again. Yes, these guys are young, and young people make mistakes, and they should be given more than one opportunity. I understand that, and I guess what Nolan was thinking was he would rather take a flyer on players who, you know, have less injury potential or less um, less question marks about their field play and a little bit more question mark about their character. These are... Um, certainly not minor incidents, especially when we're talking about probation or or assault. They're, they are not minor by any stretch of the imagination, but it's possible that Nolan sees these things as being in the past and sees his team along with his coaching staff being strong enough to make sure that guys like this stay in line with what the team is trying to accomplish. So that is the full breakdown of the 49ers draft. Um, it's been, I think, a really positive weekend for the team. I think the team did a lot of very positive things to improve itself. I think the offense in particular is going to be really exciting to watch this season. I really like the idea of having a guy in a hybrid type, fullback type, halfback type, wide receiver type, tight end position to give Alex Smith another safety blanket to help Alex Smith in the blocking department. I think the addition of Larry Allen is a huge plus to the offensive line, and I think Vernon Davis is also going to be a plus. A big question mark about Vernon Davis was his blocking ability, but the 49ers don't seem to have an issue with that, which is very important. I did find it surprising that the 49ers did not go after much depth on the offensive line, though, because I think that's an area that the team still needs to address, and they'll probably look to do that either through free agency after June 1st or through the undrafted free agency period. But I do think that the team will look to find some bodies to improve the depth on the offensive line. They've certainly improved the starters with drafts over the past years, and certainly the signing of Larry Allen is going to improve that situation too. But we saw last year that the offensive line, when it's not healthy, is just a nightmare situation for Alex Smith, and that can't be allowed to happen again. The team must protect Alex Smith. He is their best commodity. He is their biggest commodity. The team must find a way to protect him. And that's why I think that they're not done on the offensive line as of yet. Minicamp opens up this Thursday, and it'll be our first opportunity to see the 49ers draftees step onto the field with the rest of the team. It'll be unpadded workouts for sure, but the news that's going to be coming out is certainly going to be exciting. We're already hearing good reports on the way Alex Smith is throwing the ball. Um, there is some injury concerns still surrounding some of the players, Frank Gore being one of those players, but the team is expecting them, um, for the most part, all to be there. And uh, certainly the sign that minicamp is here, the sign that the draft is now behind us, puts the NFL season just uh, 
moments away, which is always, always an amazing time and an exciting time. So, the next big task for the 49ers will be to find a way to sign all these players and make sure that they all get into training camp on time. Um, there's plenty of cap room to do it, and uh, the 49ers don't own the number one overall pick. So I think once we see a couple picks sort of setting the market and the first overall pick has already been signed at a ludicrous contract, um, I think that once a couple other picks start filling out the filling out their roster slash salary sign, we'll see that the 49ers sign their picks pretty quickly. I also want to uh, encourage you all, if you're interested in purchasing the 49ers 2006 draft hat, which is an incredibly cool-looking white hat. Um, it's got that full full back flex-fit mesh. That It's a mesh hat, and it just looks awesome. They're in stock in the 49ers Paradise store, and uh, I would certainly encourage you, if you are going to purchase that hat, if you can do it through the 49ers Paradise store, that's awesome, because a small commission comes the 49ers, 49er Paradise's way, $2.40, I think, or something like that, a hat. And uh, certainly every penny counts in helping to keep this site running at its full potential. Again, if you haven't already checked out the multimedia tab on the 49ers Paradise main page, you are missing out big time. So be sure to check that out. Be sure to get involved in the forum because it's going to be a blast over the coming days. And uh, there's a whole lot of news out there. So thank you very much for staying tuned for this extremely long podcast show coming up on 52 minutes. And uh, it was a long one, but hopefully a good one. We're hoping to hear from our resident draft guru, Todd, in the next show as he breaks down the 49ers draft. And uh, certainly the mini camp is going to be an exciting thing to look forward to. So thank you all once again, and until next time, take care and have fun. Oh, and one more thing. Don't forget to call in the show with all your questions from San Francisco, local calling number 415-354-1083. Press 1, then dial 1747-628-7149, and the number sign. There are a ton of local calling numbers available on the 49ers Paradise podcast page, or send your questions to podcast at 49ers Paradise cjb.net But the days of the 49ers had only just begun.